And it is December 31st, 2019, which means Happy New Year to everyone listening down on Earth. We miss you all, and we hope you're having a great night. Um, I am your host, Julia Sorensen. And I am Ross White. We're searching for a hospitable planet. In the meantime, we have trivia questions. They're not about the new year at all. They're about unicorns, clowns, education, and fictional characters. We've also got an add one letter kids movie round. I'm so excited. And um, we will be asking these trivia questions in four rounds to test knowledge and creative thinking. So welcome to Trivia Escape Pod. <laughs> Our theme this week is just called Trivia, and it's by Lauren. That is uh, one that was sent in by a listener. You can catch Lauren on Instagram at Machine Gun L, but that's machine with an S, uh, or on his website, thecityvibes.com. We'll play the full song at the break. That felt surreal. Ross, it, did you drug my Pepsi? I did not drug your Pepsi. That is really what the music sounds like. <laughs> it is very appropriate to outer space. Jules, yeah. New Year's. Yes. All kinds of things are going to be happening in the new year. I have it on good authority that engineer Rachel is going to permanently body swap us for 2020. Well, in, enjoy being 24 because it was my birthday yesterday. So hey. I am now 24 years old. Happy birthday in space. Um, cake does not travel well in space. Um, but, uh, but the freeze dried ice cream that goes with it is awesome. Absolutely. Also, I forgot to say this in last week's episode, since it was the 24th, uh, happy Capricorn season to all my boss ass bitches out there. Oh uh, yeah. Julia, Julia and I are both Capricorns, badass Capricorns. Which is how we plan this whole podcast so quickly. We were just on this. Yes. Yes. In fact, we went from idea to execution in 12 minutes. Exactly. That, and it yes. shows if you listen to episode <laughs> one. No, I kid. Uh, we learn. It's fine. I'm super pumped about 2020 because I am tired of election things. And this means we only have, what, 11 months left. Yes. Yay, hooray. <laughs> and then we'll, then we'll have like uh, nine months of governance and then we'll start talking about the 2024 election. You really thinking ahead on this, you yeah. Capricorn bitch. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's how it works. I'm super excited about it. Hey, uh, check it out. Julia, there's there's something on the radar. Oh yeah, it looks like another escape pod. How do we keep finding these guys? It's you know, I think we're in the most desolate corners of space, but then, you know, there they are. I'm gonna I'm gonna perform the docking maneuver. All right. Uh analyze seeing the passenger manifest. I know how our ship works. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm gonna open the airlock. <laughs> Our guest today is the artistic director of The Pit in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, at least for a little while longer. And he's also one of my favorite stand-up comics. Please welcome Will Papura. Hey. Hello, hello, Will. How are you? Good. How, how are you two doing? We're doing great. Doing so good. Will, every time I see you, you're on a microphone somewhere, but right now you're floating through space right. in a microphone-shaped escape pod. Yeah, yeah. That's my design. I, I designed it myself to fit uh, the themes in my life. <laughs> you know that's i mean that's legit it's like we choose our clothing to signal who we are 
I, of course, am not wearing clothing this week. Rachel did not allow me that opportunity. That's okay. Let it fly, man. Yeah. Let, let it be free. Well, be free. the nice thing is she uh, she seems to have engineered me to look like a Ken doll, so I'm not scaring anybody <laughs> no, anatomically. No. Meanwhile, I've been told that I dress like hippie Stevie Nicks, which, you know, I'm really okay with. <laughs> uh, Will, what's good in your life these days? Oh, well, you know, working at the the Pitt Chapel Hill is a blast. It's a lot of fun. We do a lot of uh, improv, stand-up sketch, shows, classes, stuff like that. It's been a pleasure to work there for uh, the time that I'm, I've been here, which is like a year and a half. Yeah, but you're headed back soon to New York. Heading back soon to I- my home village. New York City. <laughs> oh, what a village. What a quaint little podunk yeah, village. Yeah, where everybody knows your name. <laughs> Which yeah. is just, hey, you, right? Hey, hey you, yeah. get out of my way. Yeah. Listen, asshole. Yeah. 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 That's well, my that. mom used to call me that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. So, Will, we, uh, we've got some rules for you here. Oh. So get ready okay. to learn the rules. We've got a pen and paper for you, and we're going to ask you some questions. Our intelligence scanners will give you points for each answer you get right, but our AI has developed a sense of humor, so in addition to correct answers, it now seems to be giving points for answers that are so wrong that they make us laugh. We'll ask you all the questions for a round. That'll give our listeners some time to think about their own answers, and then we'll check in with you to see how you did. Sound good? That sounds great. All right, let's do it. Starting with number one of our general trivia round. This actress's famous white subway dress from 1956 went up for auction for $5.6 million. Who was that actress? And the dress, of course, is the one that some people look at and they're like, oh, I see a, a white and gold dress. And some people are like, no, it's blue. That's the. Oh, that was a scandal. I remember that. <laughs> was. Jeez. I literally conduct research using that item because I ask. Uh, college freshmen if they remember the month and date certain cultural events happened and that's one of them that i use mm. well, my wife uh got dressed this morning and she put on a new dress that she got at a thrift store and it looks a lot like the dress and i was like don't <laughs> no don't do this to me <laughs> but what color is her dress well we had a lively and spirited debate about that excellent ross you want to take number two number two which is the only nfl team to have a form of plant as their logo. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> oh, if, if only a podcast could reveal the facial expressions. Maybe we'll one day just do like video reactions. You know, I feel like NFL teams should just have like, there should be a compost monster NFL team. <laughs> Swamp Dave. Swamp Dave on a helmet. Uh, number three. This is a multi-part question. So it will have three A, B, and C. So each of these answers are an animal that have two L's in the name. Uh, 3A, when a crocodile closes its mouth, you can see its lower teeth. But with this animal, they're hidden. And 3B, a saddle of graying hairs give this primate the moniker of silverback. And 3C, the Saudi and Queen of Sheba types of this antelope proved not so swift as they are now extinct. I'm glad that we had the uh, the sort of qualifier that the animal had to have two L's in its name because when you're talking about animals whose bottom teeth are hidden when they close their mouths, 
That's a lot of animals. Lot of, I, I would feel it's probably like 98% of animals. I would think so. Number four. Now, Will, you heard uh, maybe as as uh, we were broadcasting, as you were approaching, you probably heard that we're both Capricorns. Uh, yes. mm-hmm. So we're really into the Zodiac here on the pod. Mostly me, mm-hmm. but yes. Thank you for humoring me. So which are the two signs of the Zodiac whose symbols are arthropods? And Julia, I'm afraid I'm going to have to turn to you. I don't even know what an arthropod is. Well, I can't explain because that'll give the answer. Oh, it will. Okay, well. (laughs) So, uh, whatever Will guesses, I'm guessing that too. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. (laughs) Uh, Number five. It is legal to hunt unicorns in one single state here in the United States. Which state allows the hunting of unicorns? Wow. I'm not Interesting. I'm not shitting you. The governor of this state was like, you know what? If you find one, go nuts. <laughs> yeah, I think I know. I'm pretty confident on I know the state on that one. Oh, I'm excited to hear so your answer. Does it, it jumps in my Does it require a license? Yes, and I got that license. I am now a licensed unicorn hunter. Oh my god. That is now on my C V. And uh the if you look at the bylaws of it, they're fucking wild. Like example of um the only recognized legal unicorn bait is a virgin. You can pretend to be a virgin, but the unicorn will know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's I think ch- I can. Uh, I think I can fool that unicorn. It'll know. <laughs> it's been that long, has it? Will? Yeah, it's been, it's been a while. So it's, uh... I just want to know if you shoot a unicorn, does it at the moment of its death shit a rainbow? Probably. I don't know, but if, if we're going by Harry Potter laws, its blood is gold. Oh, this is what I get for never having seen or read Harry Potter. Which still baffles me, but moving on. Number six, everybody loves clowns, right? Everybody in the pod loves clowns, yeah? We're all clown fans? Yeah, yeah. I'm a big clown guy. Oh, sure, me Grandma too. Grandma the Clown from uh, the Big Apple Circus <laughs> oh my is God. my favorite. He's a bit salty backstage. But... <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, help us answer these clown questions, Will. It's a... Three-part question. 6A, Bart Simpson's idol. I mean, Bart actually claimed at one point, he's my idol. I've based my whole life on his teachings. So which clown is that? 6B, Mr. Bob Gray, the dancing clown, is from Stephen King's novel. Which clown is that? And 6C, Zach Galifianakis fails out of a French clown college at the start of this TV series. Have have you read that Stephen King novel involving the clown? You know what? I haven't, and I haven't seen the movies because, you know, I don't like to be scared. Okay, but they're more thriller than horror, I will admit, in the movies. You I... know I don't like to be thrilled. <laughs> That's true. You live a very cardboard <laughs> life. Uh, are you ready to go over your answers with us, Will? Yeah, I'm ready. I feel like you, you were like driving towards a point and i just killed it by being an asshole though no i really was okay fair enough (laughs) (laughs) i was just curious if you'd seen it um number one this actually the same as white subway dress from 56 went up for auction for 5.6 million who was that actress i could say yeah yes marilyn monroe yeah that is correct all right that's worth 50 points will number two which is the only nfl team to have a form of plant as their logo I wrote Wisconsin Hemp's. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be added in an expansion next year, from what yeah. I understand. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised they're not going to be in Denver, honestly. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that makes more sense. Nah. Yeah. 
Uh, the correct answer was the New Orleans Saint. The fleur de lis oh. is uh, a French rendition of a lily. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Learn something new every time you go on a trivia podcast. Yeah. Uh, number three. These are animals that have two L's in the name. 3A, when a crocodile closes its mouth, you can see its lower teeth. But with this animal, they're hidden. Is that an alligator? It is indeed, which uh, I'm very familiar with being from Florida because oh. we had them in our backyard and they bark. Although technically you probably could have answered any animal that has two L's in its name or a double L in its name and we probably would have had to take it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. But you got the one we were thinking of. And when I say we, I mean our ship. Our AI writes all these questions. Mm. Uh, I think we just share a hive mind at this point. With a, That's why we've become such assholes. That may be true. Uh, 3B, a saddle of graying hairs give this primate the moniker of silverback. Gorilla. Correct. And lastly, 3C, the Saudi and Queen of Sheba types of this antelope proved not so swift as they are now extinct. I wrote elk with two L's. <laughs> Double LL. I like the effort. But we're elk. Elk. Uh, we're looking for gazelle. Gazelle, of course. Gazelk. <laughs> gazelk. Number four. What two signs of the zodiac have symbols that are arthropods? And will please tell me what an arthropod is, because I don't know. So I wrote, I wrote Virgo twice. Double Virgo, <laughs> which is me, which is like ultra Virgo. But I think like. Arthropods, is that like a, you know, just a straight up person? No, it's like a form of crustacean. Therefore, our answers were Cancer and Scorpio, which are the crab and scorpion. I like that you think revealing that it was a crustacean would have given it away. I still would have been like, no, double Virgo. (laughs) Right, why not? Double Virgo with uh, lobster for hands. (laughs) (laughs) Number five, it's legal to hunt unicorns in one single state in America. Which state allows the hunting of unicorns? That's got to be Mississippi. (laughs) Right. Uh, you got the first two letters right. We're looking for Michigan. Michigan. Whoa. You can get your license. Uh, get it today for zero 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 dollars. Uh, from the University of Michigan's website. Because if you look under their like recreation page, you can download a license with your name on it. Interesting. You can also download a PhD with your name on it from the University of Michigan. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I've been taking the long way. You just have to play football for Jim Harbaugh. That's all you got to (laughs) do. Okay. Well, there's always a price to pay. (laughs) All right. Number six. Uh, So we asked you some questions about clowns. And uh, 6A, Bart Simpson's idol, claiming he's my idol. I've based my whole life on his teachings. Krusty? Yeah. Krusty the Clown. And uh, next, Mr. Bob Gray, the dancing clown from Stephen King's novel. Pennywise? Yeah, Pennywise is correct. Go see, I, go see both so of those I, movies. I have not They're seen so those good. movies. Does he at some point uh, disguise himself as someone named Mr. Bob Gray? And he's no, like, hey, I, hey, kids. I think that's just kind of like some moniker he takes on at some point. I, I haven't reached that part in the book where he takes that name. And I wasn't in the movies, but... So he still looks like Pennywise the killer clown who's in the sewer, like, hey, come into the sewer, kids. Maybe it's like a backstory. But then he's like, hey, kids, I know I look just like that killer clown, but my name's Mr. Bob Gray. I'm fine. I'm completely trustworthy. I'm an actuary. I think it might be Kalamazoo. I think it's like a backstory aspect for him, like before he became Pennywise. But also I'm curious because Pennywise isn't human, he's a creature. Oh. So I don't know. Oh yeah. I need to look into the lore, the lore of Pennywise. This um, feels like a lot to unpack. It's a dense book. My friend let me borrow it, and it just like thudded onto the table. It's like 1,500 pages. 
Um, and 6C, Zach Galifianakis fails out of a French clown college at the start of this TV series. Baskets? Yeah, it is baskets. Right. Nicely done. Yeah. I know my clowns. <laughs> well, I, I have it on good authority that uh, you are going back to New York to enter clown college. Uh, you know, I almost worked for the circus, no fooling. Really? Yeah, Big Apple Circus. I almost worked for like the, like I was almost one of the carnies that put up the tents and stuff. Man, what did, what what alternate path presented itself to to bump you off of that hallowed profession? Someone else took my spot. They like left me a voicemail, and I took like a too too long to respond, and somebody else took my sweet spot. That sucks. Putting up tents at Big Apple. You could have been living the dream. I could have been. My whole life would have been different. <laughs> Very. Yeah. <laughs> well, here is your dream of a score because Aria is showing that for round one, you have 300 points to your name. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, doing pretty good. Nice. Very nice. Let's launch into round two. And Will, in round two, all of the questions are going to be about fictional characters, not unlike Mr. Bob Gray. In fact, all of the answers are just Mr. Bob Gray for this round. Whole round. Go ahead and write it six times and you'll get all the points. (laughs) Oh, great. Okay. Now, here's number one. Pony Boy and Soda Pop Curtis are characters appearing in which novel and cult classic film? And if I'm I'm correct, I think that's Pony Boy Curtis and Soda Pop Curtis. They're related. I'm unsure. I have no idea what this even is. I don't think people go around and are like, what's up? Pony Boy Curtis. I think they're just like, hey, Pony Boy. Sure. Very unsure. Uh, number two. There's another multi-part question, and this has five parts. So get ready for two A, B, C, D, and E. Um, I will give you a fictional name, and you tell me their more famous alter ego. Two uh, A, Oswald Cobblepot. Two B, Scott Lang. 2C, Oliver Queen. 2D, Clint Barton. And 2E, Dr. Harleen Francis Quinzel. I really wish y'all could see his facial reactions. Yeah, I'm more of a like silent movie. Type <laughs> where I just, like, all, all my contributions are just facial expressions. You got a little Charlie Chaplin over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, question number three is gonna mm-hmm. gonna take you right back to your high school American lit course. In the Scarlet Letter, yeah, we've got a three part question here. Ooh. Uh in the Scarlet Letter three A, what is the last name of Hester Prynne's minister? The last name. The last name. Three B. I mean, if you've got the whole name, feel free. Uh do they ever say his first name? In they the book? do, yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure his first name is Arthur. I don't know if that's going to help you or not. Uh, 3B, what is the last name of Hester Prynne's long-lost husband who vows to find out the father of her child? And 3C, name that child. I loved that book in high school. Yeah? I was a big fan. That, That and Frankenstein were, I think, the best things I read in high school. I remember being really just not clued into the deep shame of that book i was like i just don't understand why this is such a big deal she Mm. wanted to get some from some other dude she (laughs) thought her husband was dead at that point i think it's kind of like 
I enjoy reading Shakespeare, but only in the context of a class because I have someone to explain the nuances of it to me. Like if I just read Shakespeare or The Scarlet Letter on my own, I don't think I would understand it or appreciate it as much. But with a teacher explaining him, it's like, oh, this is cool. Uh, number four. Anyways, moving on. Um, <laughs> seamless segue, courtesy of Julia. Uh, number four. Olive Pendergast, played by Emma Stone, is the high school aged main character in which film update of The Scarlet Letter? Great movie. A plus. Pretty much everything Emma Stone is in. Pretty good. I love Emma Stone. Well, so yeah, we, we discussed that last time. I yes, think. probably. But my love for her has no bounds. Yeah. Apparently the questions I get to read today are all geared towards classic books because, uh, Will, I'm going to ask you to name the following characters from Moby Dick. Oh, and it's a five part question. Oh, my. I'm sorry. 5A is the chief mate or a coffee chain. Chief mate or oh okay yeah. of course of five, course five B is the narrator of the book oh yes five C you have to name the white whale five D the peg leg captain I don't feel like that's an entirely politically correct term anymore peg legged yeah yeah and and five E the harpooner who is the son of a South Sea chieftain. But does the peg leg have a name? Did he name his peg leg? It's Woody. Yeah, Woody. <laughs> I'd be sad if it wasn't. <laughs> All right, and lastly, number six. In the Super Mario franchise, what is the name of Mario's brother? And what is the name of that brother's nemesis? I like that they have nemeses that just look a lot like them and that they'll... I think the only reason that happened is that the programmers were like, let's just change the color on the cap and use the same sprites. Right. Different mustache. Well, well, I think it's because they needed more players in the sports games because they're never in the main series of games. They're oh, only, they're not? No, they're only in the party games and their own little mini game things. They're not canon to interact with Mario and his brother. Interesting. I had no idea about that. Yeah, they're just party characters. <laughs> who knew uh mario's nemesis does have his own line of games but it's just like fun little mini party game type stuff they need a mario trivia game it would all be about plumbing i would win all of it <laughs> all right well let's find out how you did in all our right. fictional characters round question number one pony boy and soda pop curtis are characters appearing in which novel and cult classic film that would have to be Call Me Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. It oh. is The Outsiders. Oh, The Outsiders. Yeah. Yes. Uh, number two, we gave you a fictional name, and you had to tell us their famous alter ego. Uh, 2A was Oswald Cobblepot. Uh, that's a penguin. Yeah, that is penguin. 2B was Scott Lang. I wrote Scotty Too Hottie. Uh, he thinks he is, but no, he's Ant-Man. Ant-Man. All right. Uh, 2C, Oliver Queen. I that I don't know. That is Green Arrow or Arrow. Ah. Two uh, D Clint Barton. You got me. Is that your answer? <laughs> no, I have no, I had no clue. That is Hawkeye. Oh, Hawkeye. All right. And two uh, E Doctor Harleen Francis Quinzel. Now is that Harley Quinn? That is indeed right, Harley Quinn. Right. I Which... love the old comic book trope of like. I, my villainous name is going to be something very threatening, which is 
extremely close to my actual given name. <laughs> Which, uh, given the fact that Harley Quinn has a PhD, we're going to see a glimpse of my future in a couple of years <laughs> once I graduate. Uh, somebody get that girl a baseball bat. Please. Number three in the Scarlet Letter, what is the last name of Hester Prynne's minister? That's got to be Finkster. <laughs> is, that is correct, yes. Uh, Dimsdale is also what they call him sometimes, but his last name is Finkster. And 5B, what is the last name of her long-lost husband who vows to find out the father of Prynne's child? It's got to be Dunn. Two N's. D-U-N-N. Oh, if only. Uh, this is another case where they were like, hmm, how, can I make the last name reflect their character? Because he is uh, Chillingworth. Wow. Yeah, Roger Chillingworth. And, yeah. And 3C, name Hester Prynne's kid. The Beaver. The Beaver is correct. Yes. All, All right. right. So Will is just racking up the points Boom. on this one. Dimsdale, go feed the Beaver. <laughs> I, I think he did, and that's why they got in so much yeah, trouble. That, that is hey how yo! the child was made. Uh, did you already say the actual answer? Uh, the answer is Pearl. Pearl. Okay. <laughs> that's a good name, too, I guess. Not as good as Beaver. Yeah, the Beaver. Uh, number four, Olive Pendergast, played by Emma Stone, is the high school-aged main character in which film update? Wait, was it high school? I thought she was in college. No, she was in high school. Oh, dip. Okay. Um, anyway, which film update is that? Was that Easy A? Yes, it is. All right. Number five, name the following characters from Moby Dick. 5A is the chief mate. Pete's. <laughs> Or Starbucks. <laughs> it was Starbucks, yeah. Oh, all right, it was. good. Yeah. Okay, all so right, 50 all points right. for Starbucks. 5B, the narrator of the book. Ishmael. That is correct. 5C, the white whale. Dickhead. Yeah, Isn't we'll it? take oh, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Moby Dick is the white whale. 5D, the. Oh, peg... it was actually Moby it Dick. It is actually yes. Moby oh, Dick. Oh, I thought it was a trick question. No, like, no, it it's another. Name, oh, his okay. name really is Moby Dick. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 5D, the peg leg captain. Ahab. Yes, and 5E, the harpooner, who is the son of a South Sea chieftain. I said Gus. <laughs> is it Gus? That, uh, that's what Ishmael calls him when he can't pronounce Queequeg. Queequeg. Oh, of course. Queequeg. And lastly, number six, in the Super Mario franchise, what is the name of Mario's brother? And then what is the name of that brother's nemesis? So is it Luigi? Yes. And Wario? No, Luigi's oh. nemesis is Waluigi. Waluigi. There's oh, Wario and Waluigi. Oh, I've never heard of Both that. are just party characters, which Waluigi is not even in Wario's games. Oh. Wario's mini series games have a whole onslaught of great original characters. Waluigi is nowhere to be found in it. Because why would anyone want to look at that word and pronounce it as Waluigi? <laughs> I, I joked to my fiance last Halloween that we should be Wario and Waluigi for Halloween because I thought it'd be cute since he's so much taller than me. And he was like, no. And I'm like, why? You have such a stark opinion about this. And he's like, I don't want to kiss Wario all night. <laughs> <laughs> That's legit. Yeah, I was like, okay, I see your point. Um, well, your score, Will, after round two is 650. All right. You are doing great. Nice. And with that, it's time for us to take a short break, and you get to hear the sweet, sweet sounds of trivia by Ooh, Lauren. So stick around. We'll be back with more Trivia Escape Pod. Bye-bye. Thank you. 
Friends, that was the song. That was not, in fact, an alien transmission there at the end. That was chilling. That is it. We're back with more Trivia Escape Pod. If you like the show, help us out by leaving a review or telling a friend that they can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or you can just visit TriviaEscapePod.com. Every time you tell a friend about this podcast, you are saving a child's life. That's it. That's all. <laughs> You're saving a kid. I mean, don't you feel a sense of social responsibility? Go tell your friends about Trivia Escape Pod. We're not liable for any children. There are none being held hostage here. I, I should probably maybe clarify that remark a little bit. There are a lot of children floating through space with no escape pod. And every time you tell a listener about us, we commit to picking one up, bringing them aboard providing them uh, restorative and life-saving services. And every time someone unsubscribes, we, sh- we just shoot one back out the airlock. That's only fair. Uh, Spock pushes the button, so we're not liable. Right. This mm-hmm. is a very, it's a cat behavior. It's not, I mean, Julia and I are in stasis when all of this is mm-hmm. happening. So um, before we start our movie round with Will, I already made an uh-oh in part one of this episode in that I had the university wrong for where you can get a unicorn license. I, it's still Michigan. Uh, but it is not Michigan State. It is Lake Superior University. And uh, I took up the opportunity to look up their hunting regulations just to share some with you because, my God, they're a treat. Um, areas open to questers are Earth, the moon, but only in unexplored areas, <laughs> the Milky Way, but the Southeast Rim is closed on odd years. And That's true. We've tried to go through the Southeast Rim uh, mm. this year, and it was closed. Mm. They were quite rude about it, too. Um you can only bag one unicorn a month, and female unicorns cannot be taken. Since no one has ever sighted a female unicorn, it is believed that males reproduce asexually. Um, bow and arrow season is October 1st to November 14th, and then December 1st to January 1st. And approved questing devices. Unicorns may be taken with serious intent, iambic pentameter, general levity, and sweet talk. The only recognized legal unicorn bait is a virgin. While it is not illegal to use simulated virgins, such practice is definitely not cricket, as any student of Arthur knows. And then it goes on to a lot about this. It goes into like debates with the tooth fairy and uh, uniforms that are approved of. And then the following items are recommended for a serious pursuit of the unicorn. One small flask of cognac, um, a one-ounce bottle of unicorn lure, a pair of pinking shears, a large envelope, one airmail stamp, a nail clipper with a file, one curry comb, a small bottle of hoof and horn polish, and a pair of hoof trimmers. So the cognac, what, to like drink with the unicorn? You know, you got me. Maybe it's just the guilt of killing unicorn and you just want to forget it. Oh, yeah. Drink uh-huh. yourself into mm-hmm. oblivion after you shot a unicorn in the head. 
Either that or get drunk enough to be like, I can see a unicorn. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. that might be it. It might be a prerequisite. So you said this is Lake Superior University. Yes. That is is it a real university? I'm pretty sure it is. Is it in the lake? Um, I feel oh, like, maybe it's a school of mermaids. Mm, I feel like this right. is the kind of university that ICE would set up to try to capture people who've overstayed their visas. Did you hear about that? It, they did that in Detroit. They set up a fake school oh, and no. got people to enroll and pay tuition and then deported them because they were like, ha-ha, you, since you didn't enroll for classes, you didn't think this was a real university. Wow. I'm sure this has to be a university, but there is a major called cannabis chemistry. That seems like a party school. I'm, Y'all, I'm going deep in the rabbit hole of this place. Uh, if anyone listening goes to or has attended lake superior university please send proof that this is a real school or not and if you were in their cannabis program please share <laughs> yes share the love that's the only weird ish major i see on here the rest all checks and makes sense so i really want to say this is an actual school all right moving on are you ready for some movies oh yeah Again, seamless transitions by Julia, courtesy of. Uh, so, Will, our movie round today, our AI has cooked up some uh, new movies that we get to watch because we ran of all of our DVDs here on the Escape Pod. But all it's done is add one letter to an already existing movie title, and then that makes the plot terrible. Um, so in an example, one movie that is made up, in this Pixar movie, a man's house is filled by balloons, or filled lifted by balloons fuck i can't read a man's house is lifted by balloons and he greets everyone casually so if you add one letter to that movie title what would you get should, should i answer yes this is oh, just okay. an example i one. know the answer yes sup yes that okay. is exactly what you would do All um right. so you take up add a letter get sup and then it goes so forth from there and our ai has written 10 plots you're gonna have to tell us the titles of the movies it has written each one of these is a kids movie. Are you a big kids movie fan? Yeah, I go, I go all the time. You know, usually by my lonesome. Sure, because you, know, just... you know, there's nothing off about like, you know, dudes in adulthood rolling up at a kids movie by themselves. In yeah, a, in a trench coat. Well, they usually a trench coat, right? And you know, usually bags full of candy. Sure. Yeah, as yeah. one does. It's as one almost does. as good yeah. as the kids section of the library. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I know that. When I do it, and I'm guessing when you do too, uh, I wear a name tag. It says Mr. Bob Gray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dancing clown. <laughs> all right. Here's the first plot. And uh, we're going to read all 10 plots and then we'll check in with you for your answers. The first plot, a creepy and kooky, mysterious and ooky clan of women run a brothel. <laughs> Number two. A boy travels to the land of the dead to find the person who committed a crime and was incarcerated alongside him. Seems like you wouldn't have to travel to the land of the dead for that. You could probably just hit the local halfway house. Well, maybe maybe he wanted out and killed himself, so he had to go to the land of the dead. He's like, no, you don't. Well, that got dark. <laughs> All right, so. This movie is dark Happy on its own. Happy New Year from Trivia Escape Pod. Let's talk about suicide. And, and, and also luring children into theaters with candy. And dancing clowns. <laughs> Number three. A supervillain and his minions 
plan to take down a New York museum that hosts an annual gala. Number four, while his family goes on a Christmas trip, the singer of Sunflower and Better Now is left behind to deal with two thieves. Okay, I saw something really awesome today, which was that uh, apparently when he was a kid, some dude was introduced to Joe Pesci in an airport and was like, oh man, I I love your movies. And Joe Pesci looks down at this kid, he goes, who's your favorite actor, kid? And the kid goes, it's you. And Pesci handed him a crisp $100 bill and was like, good boy. Wow. (laughs) Number five, a toon-hating detective is a cartoon bunny's only hope to prove his innocence when he is accused of shopping at a large grocery chain that recently purchased Harris Teeter. (laughs) This one's good. I like this one. This one might be regional. I'm afraid that some of our listeners in other areas don't have access to uh, the grocery store. I also did not know they purchased Harris Teeter. Yeah. Uh, Number six, a cooler than ever Bruce Wayne must deal with the usual suspects as they plan to rule Gotham City while discovering that he has accidentally adopted a teenage orphan who wishes to visit his yacht. That is a complicated plot. Oh, and also, going back to number four, when I said the singer of Sunflower and Better Now, I feel like I read that as one consecutive song title. Oh, those are two different songs. Yes, but I feel like I read them together as if it was Sunflower and Better Now. No, it is Sunflower and Better Now. This is a fine clarification. Thank you. Because I read that fast. Number seven. A young boy befriends a huge robot from outer space that a paranoid government agent wants to destroy with sarcasm and language that seems to mean the opposite of what it says. Number eight. Max is a spoiled terrier who enjoys a comfortable life in New York, built in, in a New York building until his owner adopts Walt Whitman. I can just imagine, like, having to be roommates with Walt Whitman. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine that energy every day where it's just like, I sing of going to the refrigerator and getting out some milk and some bacon. I sing of the stove on which I put the bacon. All right. Shut up, dude. Uh, Would you rather pick a roommate of Walt Whitman or Shel Silverstein? Oh, Shel Silverstein, for sure. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Because, you know, the kids poems are funny but he was also a dirty weird old dude (laughs) see that's your pro towards rooming with him i would stay away from that shit no i'd be like this dude has a twisted sense of humor this is gonna be fun (laughs) um number nine a group of young misfits discover an ancient map and set out on a quest to find a legendary pirate's long lost trevor and prove that they are the silliest most awkward kids ever Also me. (laughs) (laughs) And number 10, a mean lord exiles fairy tale creatures to the swamp of a grumpy ogre who must scream really loudly. Doesn't he do that anyways in the movie? I guess sort of, but one one might say that it is his donkey who does most of the of the screaming. Valid. Also, did you know that there's a musical of this movie? 
no, like touring? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it was touring, but it was like produced by uh, Disney, I think, because it was on Netflix for a while. My fiance put it on ironically, and then we just sat down and watched the whole thing. So wait, live actors playing the roles? Yes. Huh. The donkey terrified me. I'm, yeah, I'm churning on that one. It's <laughs> a lot of makeup. Oh, yeah. yeah. The costumes yeah. were very intense. Yeah. I feel like that's sort of the next thing that's going to be on Broadway, though, for sure. Like what? The the musical of this. We'll talk about it. Oh, yes. oh gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Since you... you're headed back to New York, perhaps, Will, <laughs> this is, uh, this no, I think is it your was next there. gig. I think it was on Broadway. Oh, was it on Broadway? Yeah, yeah. I think it was, I think it was a hit. Let me, let me take a look. Oh yeah. my god, terrifying. Look. Well, I'll go ahead and get started. Yes, and... it was on Broadway. Oh, wow. Moving on. Well, let's uh let's review Will's answers. Number one, Will, a creepy and kooky, mysterious and ooky clan of women run a brothel. That is like so Adam's family whorehouse. <laughs> <laughs> that is maybe more than, than one letter. Uh, okay. our AI yeah. was looking for the Madam's family. Oh, Okay. Number two, a boy travels to the land of the dead to find the person who committed a crime and was incarcerated alongside him. Co-cop? Co-cop. We were looking for co-con. I think oh, we're co-con. Gonna, I think we can yeah. take that one, though. So that's a... Uh, I'd count that, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. He got, he got what we were going for. Yeah, exactly. Uh... Number three, a supervillain and his minions plan to take down a New York museum that hosts an annual gala. Despicable MoMA. <laughs> so close. <laughs> so, so close. Despicable Met. Oh, the Met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Met, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, the sequel will be Despicable Guggenheim. <laughs> Number four, while his family goes on a Christmas trip, the singer of Sunflower and better now, is left behind to deal with two thieves. Uh, so I, I just wrote Kratatui. <laughs> I don't think that's an answer, but I thought that would be a good one. Kratatui. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that movie. Um, we were looking for Home Malone. Oh, <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, number five, a toon-hating detective is a cartoon bunny's only hope to prove his innocence when he is accused of shopping at a large grocery chain that recently purchased Harris Teeter. Oh, I know it now, but I, I wrote Zootopian. <laughs> I was thinking of Rabbit and Zootopia. What would you think it is now? Something with Roger Rabbit, but I don't know. You want to just say it? Who, fr- who farmers market <laughs> Roger? Who farmers marketed Roger Rabbit? The correct answer there was who framed Kroger Rabbit. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Uh, number six. Yeah, number six. A cooler than ever Bruce Wayne must deal with the usual suspects as they plan to rule Gotham City while discovering that he has accidentally adopted a teenage orphan who wishes to visit his yacht. Lego Boatman movie. That is correct. Yes, nice one. Uh, number seven, a young boy befriends a giant robot from outer space that a paranoid government agent wants to destroy with sarcasm and language that seems to mean the opposite of what it says. Oh, so oh, now I know what it is. Is it short circuit? Short, mm. short, shorty, short, talking short to somebody circuit. We were looking for the irony giant. 
Oh, my. That's a good one. You have such good thoughts. Yeah. But they're in different directions. Yeah. Number eight, Max is a spoiled terrier who enjoys a comfortable life in a New York building until his owner adopts Walt Whitman. Walty. Is it Walty? No. We're looking for the secret life of poets. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Yes. And number nine, a group of young misfits discover an ancient map and set out on a quest to find a legendary pirate's long-lost treasure and prove that they are the silliest, most awkward kids ever. The loonies. Oh, yeah, we can take that. We yeah? can take that. Yeah. Oh, the, okay. the loonies or gooniest would also have been oh. uh, a correct answer. Yeah. And number 10, a mean lord exiles fairy tale creatures to the swamp of a grumpy ogre who must scream really loudly. Shriek. Yes, correct. Also, yeah, so Shrek the Musical was on Broadway. Huh. Yeah. I missed that entirely. I yeah. think I was just sort of taken up with, uh, with Beetlejuice, and my fandom went straight towards that. I've heard that musical is fantastic. Yeah. The Shrek one came out a while ago. Oh, uh, did it? Yeah, yeah, like we watched it maybe a year and a half ago. Oh, well, that tells you what I know about Broadway. I'm a big fan of Seussical the Musical. Remember that one? That was a that was My terrific. high school did that one, but I never yeah. saw like the actual thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I skipped that one entirely as well. <laughs> I did just watch the new Mike Birbiglia special that was recorded on Broadway. That is the extent of my Broadway knowledge. I'm done. My high school also did Legally Blonde the Musical. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think high school should start doing Springsteen on Broadway to just do one guy, <laughs> one kid dressed as Springsteen with a guitar. For two hours. Yeah. Talking about his abusive dad. Yep. He's just born mm. to run. Yeah. It's fine. Born to run. Hot times. Yeah. Julia, after that round, what is Will's score? You have got a ripe 850 points after All that right. movie round. Whoa. Will, we've got one more question for you today, mm -hmm. and it's a biggie. It's a top 10 question. We're going to give you one question. Each correct answer that you give us is worth 100 points. You do not have to get these in the correct order. According to Wallet Hub, which is, <laughs> I'm sure, a very reliable source. Of course. Look, it is hard to find top 10 lists out there that we have not asked a crowd of people about. Mm -hmm. According to Wallet Hub, what are the 10 most educated states in the U.S. They graded each state by 20 specific metrics from the share of adults over 25 with varying levels of college education to projected graduation rates to the quality of the school systems there. We want you to tell us the 10 most educated states in the United States. I, I can tell you for sure. I don't... I. I don't know what these answers are, but I can tell you for sure I don't think my home state is on well, there. Well, given that your high school was performing Legally Blonde, the musical, <laughs> I would say that there were some indicators that it was not that. No, I'm sure I'm sure that is in no way correlated to the academics in the school. My high school was bougie. Oh, yeah? Holy moly. Like, the, the fine arts program, like, the acting department got so much funding. We had to build a whole separate theater building just for the actors. Damn. Yeah. It was bougie ass shit we also had a very strange hierarchy of power because we had deans and then we had principals and then we had the headmaster like we had the whole kit and caboodle so power. basically their hiring strategy was let's make everyone sound important 
<laughs> yeah, so it was like a preschool through 12th grade situation. So there's a principal for elementary school, a principal for middle school, and a principal for high school. The headmaster was the head of the whole kit and caboodle. And the deans were, uh, it was a terrible way to put it, but they're kind of just glorified cops. Like they were just like the enforcers of the rules. They would patrol around in their golf cart and just like enforce rules. Man, I wish I'd gotten a golf cart when I was a dean. <laughs> uh, they would come into first, they would do random uniform checks. So they would come into first period and just go, everybody up. And all the girls had to like put their hands at their sides. And because the girls would get in trouble for like having their shorts too short. Um, so you had to make sure that their shorts were at their fingertips. And if they weren't, they were sent home. Um, but since I'm so freaking tall, I never hemmed mine like ever. I wasn't stupid enough to get in trouble over that. But I'm so tall that the shorts were short on me. So they just knew at that point that I was just always like, Julia, sit down. You're fine. Everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a time. Indeed. Will, you got some answers for us? Yeah, I got 10 states. All right. What you got for us? About. Number one, North Carolina. Mm, nice try, but no. Damn, very hopeful. <laughs> but very very good, ambitious yeah. Good to pander right. to the home crowd. Yeah, I, was, I was trying to. <laughs> Two, New York. Um, nope. Oh, man. Okay. California? Uh, nope. Wow. <laughs> Maine? Is Maine? Nope. Okay. Sorry. Hawaii? No. Hawaii, really? Massachusetts? Yes, that's number one. Oh, great. Okay. Pennsylvania? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Illinois? Gotta be. No. Damn. Sorry. <laughs> Iowa? No, I'm so sorry, Will. It's got to be New Mexico. No. Jeez. What could it be? You know what, Will? We'll just give you another 10 guesses. (laughs) (laughs) You got 40 left. Go for it. Well, I did get the number one state. You did, did, yes. Yeah. Here are the answers. Number one is Massachusetts. Number two, Maryland. Oh. Number three, Vermont. Okay. Number four, Connecticut. Number Number five, Colorado. I <laughs> <laughs> just love that you're, I love your abject amusement. Yeah. Uh, number six is Virginia. Okay. Number seven, New Hampshire. Number eight, Minnesota. Number nine, Utah. And number 10, Washington. Washington. Yeah. yeah. A lot of states where, uh, a lot of the states where le- weed is legal, also in the top 10. Correlations. Clearly. Maybe. Yeah. A lot of the first 13, too, right? It does look like it, yeah. yeah it it's, like it's, it. it's pretty East Coast heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that says about the state of education in Wyoming. Hmm. <laughs> All right. So, Will, your final score for our pod is 950 points. Wow. Is that the highest score you've had It is so far? Yes. Yes. No one has All ever right. gotten that high. Yes. As always, all of our questions were provided by our AI supercomputer. So if you think it made a mistake, especially on that last question, please shoot us an email at TriviaEscapePod at gmail.com or give us a shout on Twitter at TriviaEscapePod. Every time you correct us, Will gets more points. So go ahead and send those corrections on in. Also, go ahead and tweet at us your weirdest high school stories. Oh, we would love that. I would thrive on that. You can also tweet us one question, any one question that you would like one of our guests to answer for us, and we'll offer one question each week to our guest. Since it's New Year's, obviously we had to get this one 
Will, what is your New Year's resolution? Oh, wow. That's a good, that's a really good I know good over question. the past few days, you've given it much, much thought. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if I, uh, I mean, I, I like to set the bar high. So, I mean, to get in the best shape of my life, <laughs> that would be, that would be a, a high goal. And have you been thinking about the workout plan? Yeah. I plan on uh, just, um, just doing abs, maybe three to four hours out of the day. If I could just do, you know, devote three to four hours just to abs for the next six to 12 months, I think I'll be okay. Oh, yeah. I think soon you'll be Will the Torso Papura. Right. Yeah. I plan to get my head shrunken down <laughs> into my abs, get all my body parts absorbed. Just and, a torso. Yeah. Just just the abs. So it'd be a kind of situation where when you unbutton your shirt, your head is there, kind of like Quato in uh, Total Recall. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and... How does one just do abs and exercise no other muscles? Because I, I assume that's what you're trying to do is not exercise any other. for literally hours. Yeah. And, you know, not just devote all my muscles into the abs. So, like, you know, my arms will just be like little sticks of putty that I won't be able to lift anything. Every all all the concentration will be on the abs. Got so, it. so you'll yeah. be bedridden, but you'll have great abs. Exactly. Or I'll yeah. just hop around as a torso. Yeah, I won't be able to hop. My bones will break. <laughs> My leg bones will. Well, you've shot. been in low gravity long enough here out here in outer space. I know. <laughs> Julia, what about you? New Year's resolution. Mm. See, I don't want to be a cynic, but I don't really like New Year's resolutions because it just puts me on pressure to have a deadline for something. Because like, if I'm gonna do something, I'm just gonna go out. And do it. And I'll say like, oh, no, I'll wait until New Year's. Like, no, I'm going to fucking do it now. That's some serious Capricorn energy right there. Like, if I want to get fit, I'm going to go to the fucking gym. If I want to start reading more, I'm going to go get a book. I don't need to wait some odd months or a week. I'm going to go and do it. I've often felt the same way, which is why I have never done any of those things. Because I have never wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) Ross, do you have any kind of resolution set up? I do. I am desperately trying to quit smoking. So in the new year, I'm going to start smoking so that I can quit. Nice. <laughs> I was yeah. say, you don't smoke now. Nah, I don't smoke now, but I really want to quit smoking. <laughs> so I'm going to take it up. Uh, I think I'm going to smoke probably the first five, six days of the year. And then I'm going to struggle to quit. You should I've... try vaping once you start stop smoking. You, you know, that try popcorn vaping. lung sounds good. Yeah. Oh, oh I hate that. <laughs> I can't even joke. I hate that so much. <laughs> uh, have you got some good vaping tips for me, Will? Oh, yeah. Well, um, try to get black market if you can. I mean, if you go name brand, I, I just think that's, I don't want to say uncool, but it is. Okay. Try to go with things that aren't labeled that so, you're unsure of. So I noticed that your vape pens ha- is is a jewel pen, but there are three U's in it. There's three U's. Yeah. Yeah. And it also has a skull and crossbones on it for some reason. <laughs> Yeah. That's decorative, I'm sure. It's very yeah. grunge. <laughs> grunge. Yeah. Yeah. It, it the flavor is abandoned warehouse. <laughs> so the flavor is oh, it just says a cyanide on the back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I gotta know. I mean, I really want to borrow this vape pen now because I really want the taste of abandoned warehouse. Please. I want to experience that. Take a hit. Go like the floor of one. Yeah. Well now and Spock just came up and stole your vape pen and then went right back below decks. Well, he's on his way to causing some mischief. Ah, <laughs> uh, Spock. Little fucking addict. Mm. <laughs> he you know, he he also has a vape pen, but it's tuna flavored. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Instead of a jewel, it's like tune. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Will, we know that you probably need to get back into your escape pod, but before you go, tell us a little bit about some of what you've got coming up. Well, I mean, uh, definitely check out The Pit. It's in downtown Chapel Hill. It's on West Franklin Street. It's a comedy theater, comedy school. They We do improv, stand-up, sketch shows, classes all the time. Uh, if you go to our website, thepit-chapelhill.com, you'll see our full show schedule, our full class schedule. We have Super Free Friday, which is free shows all night, stand-up and improv and an open mic afterwards. And, uh, you know, we have... Um, uh, lots of performance opportunities if you've never tried it or or want to just do more of it. It's a cool little hub. Sweet. And friend of the podcast, Corey Brown, also performs at the pit, so mm-hmm. you can check him out and Will. And Will, will you have a big going away bash at the pit before your final days in North Carolina? I think we'll probably have like a big little party or something like that. Or Yeah, I think we will have a party, yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. we'll throw the URL for the pit in the show notes so you can find that date when Will announces it and be there to wish him well uh, in his next phase. Julia, what have you got coming up? Uh, I've got nothing super specific coming up, but as always, contact me at Tall Sunflower Tarot on Instagram or Facebook to get a New Year's reading if you're ever so interested. I can do a whole kit and caboodle of different readings for you regarding the new year. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And also through my page, I sell jewelry. So it's never too early to think about Valentine's Day for a special friend or even just treat yourself to a bracelet. They're reasonably priced for great quality gemstones. So go ahead and check them out. And I am pleased to announce that January 9th at 7 o'clock, you can catch me in the Hillside High School production of Shrek the Musical. Wow. I just got the email. Which role I'm are you? I'm very excited. I've been cast as Swamp Grass number four. Oh, I thought you were going to be a fucking Farquad. <laughs> no, no, no. They had somebody good for that. Uh, but I will be a singing Swamp Grass. They've good. added that at Hillside. I don't think it was in the Broadway version. Uh, but I apparently will be singing about grass. Exciting. Uh, Go to Denver. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, You can also catch our live shows at Linda's Bar and Grill on Tuesday nights. We're there from 8 to 10 doing live trivia, so come on down to the Down Bar. And if you're out on Franklin Street on a Tuesday night anyway, uh, you should join us as we hop over to Zog's for the open mic over there on Tuesday nights. Uh, That's where I've seen Will perform a couple times, and he's pretty fantastic with a microphone in his hand. So... Go check him out. Will, thanks so much for being here. We're going to go ahead and get you back on your pod because we know you want to get back off into space. Thank you. Bye. All right. So the airlock is shut. Julia, I think it's time for us to head back into our stasis beds as well. Yep. Let's go right in this new year with some sleep. And Engineer Rachel, if you're listening to this, please give me back my genitals. I'm tired of being a human Ken doll. (laughs) Go hunt unicorns. Bye. Love you. Trivia Escape Pod.
Trivia.